What is up, guys? Today's Tuesday, April 5th. You know what that means. It's opening week for the Major League Baseball season. Opening day is on April 7th, which is a Thursday, and some teams don't start their season until Friday, April 8th, um, such as my Phillies. Uh, so this week is going to be loaded with some crazy matchups um, for the beginning of the uh, season. A lot of unknowns are going to be answered, some quickly and some it may take half, if not all, of the season. But uh, to cap off the craziest offseason in MLB history and the craziest lockout I can remember, um, we're ready to get some baseball going. So uh, it's an exciting thing to have the season upon us and... I thought I'd come on here and bring you guys an episode of uh, just like a almost a season preview, if you will. So we're going to be going over um, each team individually. I'm going to hold myself to a two-minute time limit. A pro- eh. It might be two minutes. Some teams I might go to three, but I'm going to cut myself off at three minutes uh, for each team. And I'm going to talk about the big talking points and kind of look into an in-depth look of their lineups, rotations, um, maybe even the bullpen, and uh, kind of decide who I think is going to be the breakout candidate on that team, the bust, and also the MVP. Um, the bust is pretty much going to be for guys that are um, entering a new uh, team and a kind of a change of scenery type of thing. Um, an example would be like Matt Chapman for the Blue Jays or Austin Meadows, who just got traded um, recently to the Tigers or uh, Carlos Correa on the Twins, um, to just to name a few. Um, so I'm going to be giving my bust candidate uh, for each team, even the Phillies. Um, but uh, breakout, bust, and obviously MVP. Um, MLB might have their own list that came out. I actually haven't read it, um, so I'm not really sure what they're saying about that. Uh, but I have my own kind of theory on all that kind of thing. So uh, we're going to go right into it uh, here in a couple minutes after I finish the intro. Um, we're going to start with the American League East and then we're going to move down through. Um, and uh, I'm also going to be giving my over under props on uh, MLB win, win totals by team for the season. So uh, as I go over the team's lineup and, and pick out my dark horses, then I'm going to also tell you if I'm over or under the uh, win totals that just came out today um, for each team individually. And that'll kind of tell you if I gauge them as as a contender or pretender, really. Kind of like I did last episode when we talked a little bit of baseball. Was able to give my contenders and pretenders and and some highlights for each team. Didn't really get to go into detail. Didn't get to cover every team. That's why I'm doing this episode. Um, Again, you're probably uh, wondering why I'm here by myself. Uh, It's because we had some scheduling conflicts um, over here and we're unable to get uh, to coordinate a time to be able to record this episode as a, as a team. So I don't have any special guests and I don't have a, a partner in crime with me today. So I'm kind of just going to uh, wing it. And uh, I got two screens in front of me. I'm going to be uh, reading off one and obviously recording on the other. So um, hopefully this episode isn't a complete and total bust, but I definitely wanted to get you guys a little bit of talk about baseball considering the season is just around the corner and actually closer than that. Um, so 
I, I'm just excited uh, for baseball, and I was excited to get an episode like this out for you guys. So um, I'm going to jump right into it. We're going to get plenty of commentary throughout the episode about each team individually. And I mean, like I said, I'm going to hold myself to a two to three minute time limit. It's not going to be exact, but each team, I'm definitely not going to ramble on and on and on and on any more than I normally do. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy the episode. So that concludes the intro. So for the meat and potatoes of the episode, let's jump right into it. As I said, we're starting with the American League East. Um, This is the MLB 2022 season preview. Um, So the Toronto Blue Jays are the first team listed on here for the American League East. Uh, As far as the Toronto Blue Jays are concerned, their lineup is second to none. I mean, first off, their lineup is stacked. Um, You're talking about George Springer, Bo Bichette, uh, Vladimir Guerrero, Tiascar Hernandez, um, Matt Chapman, new addition, uh, obviously Lourdes Gurriel Jr., who's been coming on pretty good for them, and uh, Kevin Biggio, uh, who still hasn't really taken form. And uh, I would say Alejandro Kirk and Danny Jansen is going to be the battle for second base and or sorry, sorry for catcher. <laughs> Kevin Biggio probably is going to be played second base for them. And then whoever doesn't win that catcher battle between Jansen and Kirk will determine how they play their DH. Uh, I feel like um, Alejandro Kirk is going to get plenty of reps at DH. Um, but they also have some other options um, in their lineup, such as letting Santiago Espinal play second base and Calvin Biggio DH, or however however they want to work that. Vladdy to play DH and um, moving stuff around there. I, I don't know how they're going to really do it. Um, but the Blue Jays are a loaded team. Um, they don't have hardly any bench depth. Um, if you look at their roster, it's very top-heavy. Um, so if injuries start to occur... They're really going to miss um, – I'm blanking on his name. I'm completely blanking on his name. Trevor Simeon. Marcus Simeon. Oh, my gosh. Guys, I'm blanking right now. Okay. So, Marcus Simeon. Um, Trevor Simeon is a quarterback in the NFL, in case you didn't know. We're definitely not talking about Trevor. We're talking about Marcus Simeon, who was a – MVP candidate last year for the Blue Jays who played second base for them and um, he moved on to to Texas so uh, they're gonna miss him I think having Kevin Biggio as an everyday second baseman is a big step up for Kevin Uh, he was more of a utility player last year he was playing a lot of like yeah, third base and I guess some second and he, I even saw him in the outfield a couple times so Kevin Biggio is a guy that's eligible for a lot of positions but I would say in that lineup uh, I think Bo Bichette is actually going to be a highlight of this year for for the Toronto Blue Jays for the Blue Jays fans uh, Bo Bichette is easily their second best player behind Vladimir Guerrero and I truly believe that Bo Bichette is destined for a breakout season um, I think he's going to be their dark horse uh, I think Vladi obviously is going to be their MVP and if something happens happens to Vladdy look for Bo Bichette to pick up the slack but both of those guys hitting towards the top of the order um I think Vladdy and Bichette um they're probably going to hit Bichette second and Vladdy third behind George Springer because he's been a pretty good leadoff hitter for them but I would look for Bo Bichette to be this team's breakout player this year more so than he was last year I I wouldn't be surprised if you see Bo Bichette hitting 300 this year um and being close to the top of the league in hits yet again um he has really come onto the scene strong um and I think that he's going to be probably their one of their better players like I said him and Vladdy are the contenders to be that team's MVP this year but I I would personally pick Bo Bichette 
to be the highlight of the um, Blue Jays season. So um, I would go with Bichette as a breakout, even though he's already been really good. I understand that. I think he's going to get even better. And I would expect Vladdy Guerrero to still be this team's MVP. As far as bust, I really don't necessarily see a bust here. I just think they're going to miss Marcus Simeon because of uh, Kevin Biggio having to fill in at second base and me personally not thinking he's an everyday player. Um, at least not yet. He's He's got potential, but I just don't see it in Kevin Biggio. So moving on to their pitching rotation real quick, because I am noticing how long this Blue Jays analysis is going because I lost my words. Anyways, pitching rotation. Jose Barrios, Kevin Gosman, Hyunjin Ryu, Alec Manoa, UC Kikuchi. I, I think that pitching rotation is top 10 in baseball. I don't know where the MLB ranks it, but that, that rotation is pretty good. Manoa busted on the scene last year as a rookie. Hyunjin Ryu is a proven veteran starter. Same with UC Kikuchi. Um, Kevin Gossman, proven veteran starter, had a hell of a season last year. Um, coming over from... Uh, San Francisco, replacing Robbie Ray. As I said in my last episode, Robbie Ray, Kevin Gosman, very comparable players. The Blue Jays did not lose anything by losing Robbie Ray. You replace Robbie Ray with Kevin Gosman, and you have basically the same level of pitching. And, I mean, Kevin Gosman was a Cy Young candidate last year too, just like Robbie Ray. So there's just as much chance for drop-off for Kevin Gosman as there is for Robbie Ray going to Seattle. So I don't think they lost out there, and I think Barrios ends up being this team's ace. So I'm picking Jose Barrios as my um, dark horse for their pitching staff. As far as a bust, I could see Hyunjin Ryu or Yusei Kikuchi, either of them being a bust. Um, I, I feel like both of them are destined to have like a down year. Um, it, it, but with the offense that the Blue Jays have, I mean, that's going to make up for that. I feel like those guys are still probably going to have decent records uh, despite uh, possibly having a down year. I, I just don't see Kikuchi being worth the money that they paid him. And Hyunjin Ryu really wasn't all that impressive last year. So I think he's going to continue trending downward uh, from the days where he used to be a, a pretty good starter in the major leagues. So him being the number three, I think by the end of the year, you're going to have three righties on that staff that are going to stand out. Barrios, Gossman, and Manoa. And then between Ryu and Kikuchi, I would expect at least one of them to have a pretty down year and at least keep the Blue Jays at a reasonable pace this season. I, The over-under on the Blue Jays is 92.5 for the win total. So for those of you that don't know, the .5 means 92.5. 92 would be considered under. 93 would be considered over. I know that sounds like you know, kindergarten, but that that's how that works. So if you were going to place a bet on the Blue Jays and you placed a bet for under 92.5, you would win with the 92, even though the over-under is 92.5 because 92 is under 92.5. You get the point. Okay. Don't have to explain that anymore. Anyways, so I would personally think that the Blue Jays with that roster should be a team that can win at least 93 games. But I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. I don't think the Blue Jays are what everybody says they are. Yes, their lineup's loaded. But at the end of the day, when I was watching the Blue Jays last year, they would have a game where they would rack up like 10, 12 runs against a team like the Baltimore Orioles. And then the next game, they would struggle to play against a team like the Red Sox, the Yankees, or the Rays. They In a division where they have to play the Yankees, Red Sox, and the Rays, I don't see the Blue Jays winning 93 games. I just don't. So for you Toronto Blue Jays fans out there, I would still go with the under on that. Their closer this year is going to be Jordan Romano. He's a pretty good closer. Um, but their bullpen, I mean, 
I think their bullpen might be a little bit overrated too, guys. So uh, personally, I'm I'm gonna say under on the on the Toronto Blue Jays, and um, we're gonna move on. But uh, I, I do want to make one more quick comment on the Blue Jays. Matt Chapman, don't get me wrong. Matt Chapman is a stud. Okay, Matt Chapman is a Gold Glove third baseman that has a tremendous bat and can hit for insane power. But Matt Chapman has not been the same player that we saw Matt Chapman as back when he was with Oakland in the beginning when he was hitting bombs and just being an all-star and going off. Matt Chapman hasn't been that same player for a little while. So I just don't think Matt Chapman's really going to be that much of an upgrade over Biggio at third. And you had to move Biggio over to second anyways. So even if you play Santiago Espinal in there somewhere, um, Kevin Biggio or Espinal is not going to be to the quality that they had with Marcus Simeon. You're talking about a guy that put up MVP numbers and Robbie Ray, who pitched out of his mind last year for the Blue Jays to even get close to a playoff spot. They didn't really upgrade their rotation hardly. Like I said, Kikuchi, I don't really see being that much of an impact pitcher. They lost, um, Steven Matz anyways. So, I mean, Kikuchi, I would say Matz is a better pitcher than Kikuchi. And I would say that Gosman and, and Robbie Ray are so comparable that they didn't get an upgrade there either. So unless Barrios really steps up and turns into the team's ace, I really don't see this team winning 93 games. Even if that happens, I don't see this team winning. Because you cannot replace Marcus Simeon. The way that he played last year is going to be impossible to replace. Okay, so I, I just think I'm going under on the Blue Jays and we're going to move on because the Blue Jays are a team I had a lot to say about. And the Orioles are next on the list and they're a team I'm not going to have hardly anything to say about. The ba- the Baltimore Orioles are a joke. Um, the Orioles are easily one of the worst teams in baseball, if not the worst team in baseball. They don't want to spend money to get big players. They decide that their payroll is going to be less than Max Scherzer's season salary. I, I just don't understand how the Blue Jays or how the uh, Orioles are going to compete in a division with the Blue Jays, the Yankees, and the Red Sox. Crazier things have happened, but the Toronto Blue Jays don't have any – or sorry, the <laughs> – all these birds are getting me confused. Um, the B- Baltimore Orioles don't really have the firepower to compete in a division of uh, literally an arms race division where all those teams are loaded up. The Rays are the money ball team there. The Rays are the dark horse to win that division, and they always end up close. But uh, it's really it's going to be between the Yankees and the, and the Blue Jays most likely. Um, the Red Sox are a good team. Don't get me wrong, but um, we'll get to them. Okay, So the Baltimore Orioles. You could talk about Cedric Mullins. You could talk about Ryan Mountcastle. You could talk about Trey Mancini. Um, other than that, nobody on that team is MLB-level players. Their pitching rotation is, to say the least, horrible. Uh, their best pitcher is John Means. He's a slightly above-average pitcher <laughs> in the Major League Baseball. So... The Orioles are just a joke, and if they don't finish last in that division, then I, I have no idea how that wouldn't how they wouldn't finish last in that division. So, uh, over under wins for Baltimore sixty one point five under all day every day. They are going to lose well over a hundred games this year. Um, moving on, we got the Tampa Bay Rays. The Tampa Bay Rays are a very good baseball team. Every year they cease to amaze everybody. So. You're looking at a team that added Corey Kluber to its pitching rotation. They have Shane McClanahan, Corey Kluber, Drew Rasmussen, Luis Patino, and Ryan Yarbrough penciled in as their starting five. Um, You also have to take into consideration that Shane Baz 
was the up-and-coming young stud prospect pitcher that they had last year. He is injured to start the season, and when he does come back, he is going to take the spot probably as their number three pitcher behind McClanahan and Kluber. By the end of the year, if Baz plays enough games, I think going into next year, him and Glasnow are easily one and two in their rotation. Um, Tyler Glasnow is a great pitcher. Uh, He is going to miss pretty much the entire season, but by the end of the year, if the Rays can do it without Glasnow, when he does come back, you're talking about a rotation that could be Shane McClanahan, Corey Kluber, Shane Baz, and Tyler Glasnow going into the playoffs. Having those four guys as your starting four pitchers really moving into the playoffs, probably maybe throwing Rasmussen in there as a five if you even use him in the playoffs. That's a really good pitching rotation, guys. I mean, I'm telling you, that that's better than the Blue Jays pitching rotation by a long shot if everybody's healthy. Problem is, not everybody's healthy. So you're missing your two best pitchers in Glasnow and Baz. But McClanahan, like I said, jumped onto the scene. Corey Kluber, veteran arm that can do it all. I, I really like that ro- that rotation. Their lineup doesn't have a weakness. Once again, these are all guys that can play. Um, you got Brandon Lau, uh, Wander Franco, who's going to be MVP candidate this year. Um, you got Randy Rosarena, one rookie of the year last year. You got Yandy Diaz still in there. G-Man Choi, Mike Zanino, one of the best power catchers in the game. Kevin Kiermeyer, one of the best defensive center fielders in the game. And Manuel Margot. Um, they traded away Austin Meadows, but that just makes room for Josh Lowe, who's an up and coming player for them. So I, I feel like that lineup is very, very strong. And I think their pitching rotation is strong. I do think that the Rays are going to be a better team than the Blue Jays this year, despite their injuries. I just, they find a way to win. They have a good manager. They just play as a team and they find ways to win baseball games. And they're projected over under is 90.5 so only two under the blue jays just to say just for me to go out on a limb and say the rays are going to win the division this year i'm going over on that so it's either going to be the rays or the yankees i quote me on that the blue jays will not win the al east it's going to be the rays or the yankees those are the two best teams in that division and i feel like one of those teams is going to come away with the division now that doesn't mean the yankees aren't going to choke in the playoffs like they always do but i do think that they are a top two team in that division so i would say the rays are the best team in that division the Yankees are second just because the Rays find a way to win guys the Blue Jays would pencil in as number three for me and then I would put the Red Sox fourth and the Orioles would be dead last but moving forward as to why um we're going in I I actually think the Blue Jays or the Rays might have the best bullpen in the division as well just being honest um the Yankees are comparable too, and when you're looking at a playoff team, a team that's going to win down the stretch and win games and and compete and actually contend for for a title, you have to have a good bullpen. And the two teams in that division that have a good bullpen are the New York Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays. So, I mean, aside from them probably having the two strongest pitching rotations, I just feel like those two teams are the teams to beat. Um, moving on to the uh, to the Boston Red Sox, you're you're looking at a lineup that features Kiki Hernandez, Rafa Devers. Um, his name's Rafael Devers. We call him Rafa Devers over here. Uh, Xander Bogarts, JD Martinez, Verdugo. You, you got Trevor Story penciled in there, obviously playing second base because of Bogarts being the shortstop. Um, Bobby Dalbeck, um, Christian Vasquez, Jackie Bradley Jr. Pretty strong lineup, guys. Uh, problem is. At the end of this year, if the Red Sox are going to win, it's going to be this year. I don't think it's going to be this year. I didn't think it was going to be last year, but it did happen. So we'll see what happens. But after this year, the Red Sox are going to look completely different. I'll tell you why. Um, the Trevor Story situation is kind of reminding me of last year at the trade deadline when the Dodgers picked up Trey Turner. Uh, the Dodgers acquired Trey Turner, who is a natural shortstop. They moved him over to play second base to accommodate Trevor, or sorry, to accommodate Corey Seager, who was their starting shortstop. Corey Seager 
played shortstop for them, and Trey Turner played second base. They knew at the end of the year that Corey Seager was going to go to another team. They were not going to retain Corey Seager. There was no nobody in the Dodgers organization that thought Corey Seager was staying a, a, a L.A. Dodger. They knew that he was leaving the L.A. Dodgers and that Trey Turner was going to be their shortstop for the next season. The Red Sox signed Trevor Story. He's a natural shortstop. They're going to have him play second base basically all year while Bogarts plays shortstop. And then Bogarts is going to leave Boston at the end of the year. And then Trevor Story's moving to shortstop. Raphael Devers has been complaining all, pre- all spring training that he has not gotten any contract offers from the Red Sox. So you could see Raphael Devers and Xander Bogarts, arguably the two best bats on the Red Sox, somewhere else at the end of the season. So if the Red Sox are going to win, it's right now. My concern with the Red Sox is not their, their batting. It's their pitching. Their rotation is weak. Nathan Eovaldi, Nick Pavetta, Tanner Houck, Michael Walker, Rich Hill. Did I read that right? Where's the ace? Chris Sale would be the ace. Chris Sale is the only all-star pitcher on that entire staff, and he's not even starting the season. They're putting him on, I think, 60-day IL or something I saw. He's going to miss at least the first month. Um, He had a stress fracture in his right rib cage. So Nathan Eovaldi is their best pitcher. (laughs) I mean, that speaks volumes about this team and how how bad their pitching staff is. But Eovaldi, I mean, I don't hate Nathan Eovaldi. I think he could be an easy top three pitcher in most rotations, but I don't think he's an ace. He's He's an MLB pitcher. He's just not an ace. So... The Red Sox are overrated. <laughs> They're way overrated. I mean, you're talking about a team that the over-under for wins is, well, I mean, 84.5. That, I guess that's a little bit reasonable, but I'm still going to go under on the Red Sox. Um, moving on to the New York Yankees, you got Garrett Cole, obviously atop the rotation. He's going to be a Cy Young contender every single year. What happens in the playoffs, that's a different story. They got Jordan Montgomery penciled in at number two here with Luis Severino Nestor Cortez and Jamison Tyon. Jamison Tyon could be the breakout guy on there. I mean, let's be honest. I think Jamison Tyon is um, a solid young pitcher that never necessarily hit his stride in the major leagues. He was a great prospect in the Pirates organization, came over to the Yankees. I mean, he has a he has a good potential to. I mean, if he's your number five starter, I mean that's saying volumes for for the Yankees. I I do think their rotation's better than the Red Sox. I don't think it touches the Rays whenever they have Baz or even Baz and possibly Glasnow late in the season. Uh, but the Yankees bullpen is what I really like, and they have a role as Chapman. Uh, you're talking about Jonathan Lasayenga, however you pronounce his name. I really don't know. You're talking about Chad Green. I mean they they have a really good bullpen, and um, I I just feel like. The Yankees are a better team overall than the Red Sox, as I thought last year, and and the Red Sox finished better than the Yankees. So anything could happen in this crazy AL East, but going back to what my topic was at the beginning and picking a dark horse player for each team and also a bust, going back to the to the Orioles, their dark horse is obviously, um, I would say, Ryan Mountcastle, to be honest. I, I think he's going to end up being their best hitter and MVP this year. I think Cedric Mullins could be a bust. You're talking about a guy that broke onto the scene last year, and I don't think he's going to match the production he matched last year, and I don't think he's going to be their all-star at at all. So for the Orioles, I'm saying Mullins is the bust, Mountcastle is the MVP, and the dark horse. And for the Blue Jays, I said Bo Bichette's breaking up. I think he's going to continue his trend upward for the Blue Jays, and I think he's going to be a stud. 
And um, for their bust, I said Matt Chapman. No disrespect to Matt Chapman. I just I just feel like Matt Chapman and at least one of those pitchers between Hyunjin Ryu and UC Kikuchi is just not going to meet expectations. So um, moving down the list to the Rays, I didn't pick a dark horse for them. Oh, yeah, I did. I said Wander Franco. Franco, uh, definitely an MVP candidate. I could see him winning it. Uh, for the AL MVP, uh, Wander could be, he, he's a, he's a wild card. I mean, last year he was an amazing player for them. Um, as soon as he got called up, he made an immediate impact. He's a switch hitter in that lineup that doesn't have any other switch hitters other than I think Mejia, their backup catcher might be a switch hitter, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah, Wander Franco is definitely their MVP. Uh, Randy Rosarena is going to continue his production. He's great. Um, Brandon Lau is going to hit dingers. Uh, I like Yandy Diaz. I, I don't really see a bust there. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I, I don't see a bust in the in the Rays team, not on their pitching rotation and not on their lineup at all. I, I just don't see a bust there at all. And, and their bullpen is great as well. So I, I just can't pick a bust on the, on the Rays. And I picked them to win the division. So like I said, I... I'm going to stick with that. I'm saying Tampa Bay, um, Yankees 2, Blue Jays 3, Red Sox 4, and Orioles 5. And the Red Sox MVP this year, oh, that's tough. I'm going to go with Devers. I'm saying Raphael Devers is going to throw it in the Red Sox face, and he's going to get paid this offseason and go to another team. Uh, I think that he's going to make big money. Not to say the Red Sox aren't going to try to retain him because they'd be stupid not to, but Raphael Devers is a legit player, and if he doesn't want to play for Boston, he's not going to have to play for Boston. And I think their bust is Trevor Story. Um, Trevor Story, they just acquired I- – I know I'm picking – the low hanging fruit on these teams for bust guys, but I honestly believe some of these acquisitions these teams made are not going to be what they think. And I'm just comparing it to how much this man is making. I'm not saying Trevor story is going to be the worst player or anything. I'm just saying, look at how much they're paying Trevor story. And the fact that Trevor story is, I mean, maybe their third or fourth best hitter on the, on the lineup. And their pitching rotation is horrible. So you could pick a bust, literally out of any of them so the Red Sox uh, yeah whatever for the Yankees lineup now because we didn't really talk about the Yankees hitters they they added um Josh Donaldson to an already deadly top six with Rizzo Judge Gallo Stanton Donaldson and Gleyber Torres their new catcher now that they got rid of Gary Sanchez is going to be Kyle Higashiaka and they also got Isaiah Kanar Falafa as a shortstop now. Um, they got rid of um, the name is blanking on me, guys. The guy that they traded to the Twins for Isaiah Kanar Falafa. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head what the dude's name is. Um, uh, shoot, I don't know. Gio Urshela. Sorry, guys. I, I couldn't think of it for a second there. So Gio Urshela was the shortstop for the Yankees really last year. They got Gleiber in there playing second, penciled in, and then obviously uh, Connor Falafa playing shortstop. But I like everybody else on that team. I think Aaron Hicks is solid at center field. I mean, he's not really going to get too much production off the bat, but again, it's kind of like a Kiermaier kind of thing. So I would say he's kind of the equivalent to Kevin Kiermaier for the um, – for the Rays, but the Yankees lineup might be slightly deeper than the Rays just because of the power threats there. I mean, you're talking about Rizzo, Judge, Gallo, Stanton, Donaldson. I mean, that is deadly. I mean, that... that I, I hate to say I like the Yankees lineup better than the Blue Jays lineup, but the Yankees are an older team, so I would still go with the Blue Jays offense over the Yankees offense, but <laughs> I don't know. 
I, I don't know. I, I just feel like there's something about this Yankees team that just like they it's deceiving. It's deceiving. So the Rays win the division, guys, but it's it's Yankees two. And I'm saying Blue Jays three. I honestly could see the Blue Jays missing the playoffs this year, as sad as that is. With that team, yeah. I mean, we'll see, guys. I mean, it's one of those two is going to make it, Blue Jays or Yankees, but I, I think they're so close together. The Yankees over under is um, 91.5. I kind of want to go under on that, too. It's going to be a race at the end for the Blue Jays and the Yankees. But I think the Rays are the best team in the division. Blue Jays, Yankees, somewhere in there for two. And then Red Sox, then Orioles. So, moving on. Took forever to do that division. I'm saying it took about five minutes per team, but not even. But it close. We're just going to keep flying through this, guys. American League Central. The Cleveland Guardians. Who jumps out? Jose Ramirez, team MVP. Um, huh. Framil Reyes, dark horse, honestly, guys. I, I, <laughs> I This guy gets homers, man. I, I don't know what to say. Like, uh, you know, Framil Reyes, is, he's a home run machine. This guy is a slugger. I mean, he's the DH. I mean, it's... Jose Ramirez, Framil Reyes are the best bats for sure. I mean, you're talking about a pitching rotation that is very strong. I mean... Ah, the Guardians are not a good team, but they're pitchers, man. Shane Bieber, Aaron Savali, Zach Plesac, Cal Quantrill, and Tristan McKenzie with Emmanuel Classe as your closer. Oh my God, that's a that's a pitching rotation right there. If they stay healthy, it's their bats that's concerning to me. I mean, you got Jose Ramirez and Framil Reyes, but I don't see anybody else there that's an impact bat. So I think the the Guardians are just lacking impact bats, really. Um, over under on the Guardians win total for the year, it says seventy five point five. Hmm. I I think it's gonna be right around that. I think if I had to guess, uh, based on this division, I'm saying under. I'm saying under. I still think they're the worst team in the division, guys. I really do. Um, the reason why is because now look at the Royals: Whit Merrifield, Nicky Lopez. Salvador Perez, Carlos Santana, Hunter Dozier, Andrew Benintendi, Aldoberto Mondesi, Bobby Witt Jr., Michael A. Taylor. That's a good lineup. Zach Grinke, Brad Keller, Brady Singer. Bubich bounced on the scene last year as a pitcher. Barlow the closer. That's a better team than the Guardians. I mean, really, the Royals could burn sound of the scene. And as far as their their dark horse candidate, it's Bobby Witt Jr. I'm picking I'm picking the low hanging fruit. Bobby Witt Jr. is going to be a beast. Do not be surprised if this man wins rookie of the year. Pick him up in your fantasy league as somebody for some god awful reason doesn't have him rostered in your league. Pick up Bobby Witt Jr. Can play third base, shortstop, absolute stud. Salvador Perez is the bust. He's not hitting as many home runs as he hit last year. I can tell you that right now. There's no way Salvador Perez matches his production from last year. I'm saying he is the bust. I'm saying that uh, Bobby Witt Jr. is this team's uh, 
dark horse candidate and Andrew Benintendi as well. I would throw him in as a dark horse candidate. I could see a resurging year for Andrew Benintendi. So throw him in there as the wild card because I really like Benintendi. And I think Zach Greinke might actually pitch like a ace pitcher this year for them. If he does, the Royals are going to be a good team. The Royals are going to be a good team. Um, they find ways to win. They're one of those teams like the Rays that I really like. They're over-under is set at the same as the Guardians, 75.5. I'm going over on the Royals. I think they're going to finish better than the Guardians. And, uh, that I mean, that's that. So we cover the, the Royals pretty fast. Here's a team I really like. The Detroit Tigers. I didn't like them. I really didn't like them. But the more that they're doing... This lineup could be scary. As soon as they announce that Spencer Torkelson is going to be in that starting nine, oh my gosh. You're talking about Akil Badu, Robbie Grossman, Javi Baez, Yimer Candelario, Miguel Cabrera, Austin Meadows, Jonathan Scope, Spencer Torkelson, and a great defensive catcher in Tucker Barnhart. Your pitching rotation, who I did not mention in last episode, Eduardo Rodriguez, coming over from the Baltimore from the Boston Red Sox. Eduardo Rodriguez is a good pitcher. I don't think he's an ace, but he's a good pitcher. The reason that they don't need him to be the ace is because they have Casey Mees, they got Tariq Skubal, and Matt Manning. Three young, very good, very promising pitchers to go with Eduardo Rodriguez, the veteran, and Michael Pineda. I guess he's the penciled in as their number five. They got an okay bullpen, and I think they're a better team than the Royals. I, I mean, <laughs> the Tigers could be a dark horse now that Torkelson's in there. You're looking at Torkelson being a top five candidate for MVP for the AL. I mean, for the for rookie of the year for the AL. I'm not going as far as to say MVP. I really like Spencer Torkelson, but I'm not saying that. I don't see an MVP caliber player on that team, but they're all solid everyday MLB players. If I had to pick a, a dark horse, honestly, <laughs> I'm saying Austin Meadows. I mean, look at Austin Meadows' numbers from the Rays. He's going to the to the Tigers. You got guys that are going to get dingers on that team. I mean, Baez can hit homers. He's going to strike out a lot. Grossman can hit homers. Miggy, Miggy can still go and did it, get it. He's got some pop. Torkelson could hit 30 homers. Meadows is going to hit dingers. You got uh, Jonathan Scope. He can go yard. He was probably their best player last year if I had to pick somebody. So I like the Tigers. Um, their over under is set at, uh, 77.5. I'm actually going over. I think this is an 80 plus win team right here to be, I, I think this is a 500 team right here. I think this team could go 80 and 82. I think they could go 81 and 81. I think they could go 82 and 80. This is a decent baseball team. So I'm, I'm, I'm going over on the Tigers. Minnesota Twins. You got Luis Arias, Byron Buxton, Carlos Correa, Alex Kurloff. Jorge Polanco, Gary Sanchez, Max Kepler, Miguel Sano, Ryan Jeffers. I mean, that's a solid lineup. Pencil of Gio Rochella, wherever. You got Polanco, like I said, um, Arias. I mean, <laughs> I like Correa as a pickup for them, uh, but Byron Buxton is this team's MVP, and there's no way it goes any other way. Byron Buxton is this team's MVP. Carlos Correa, throw him in as a dark horse because he's an amazing baseball player. I would see Correa opting out of his contract at the end of this year if the Twins aren't a playoff team, and I don't think they're a playoff team. Um, they have a solid lineup, but their pitching rotation features ace Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray is penciled in as this team's ace. That's their best pitcher. They have Joe Ryan, sure. Bailey Ober, eh. Dylan Bundy, eh. Randy Dobnak, eh. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, uh, I don't know, man. 
White Sox are winning that division, but I think the Tigers are coming in second. I'm, I'm saying the Royals will probably come in third, and then the Twins, and I'm saying the Guardians are the worst team in that division. Quote me on this, guys. I, I, I don't know even writing this down, so quote me on this. Um, Minnesota Twins, over, under, 81.5, I'm going under. Um, moving on, White Sox, Chicago White Sox, best team in that division by a landslide. Tim Anderson is a man I forgot to mention in the last episode when I was talking about the White Sox, but that boy can hit. Tim Anderson, Yohan Mancada, Jose Abreu, Aloy Jimenez, Yasmani Grindel, Luis Robert, or Robert, sorry. I don't know why I pronounce it Robert. I feel like when he first came in the league, they said Robert. Now it's Robert, so let's call him Luis Robert. AJ Pollock, Gavin Sheets, uh, Josh Harrison. Not, I don't even think Austin Vaughn's on. I, I thought Vaughn was on the team last year. I don't know what happened there. They got some bats. Pitching rotation. Lucas Giolito, Lance Lynn, Dylan Cease, Dallas Keuchel, and Michael Kopik. Oh, my God. That's a pitching rotation. Um, Lance Lynn's hurt to start the year, but when he comes back, he's their best pitcher. I mean, Lucas Giolito, I guess, but I, Dylan Cease is a, is a dark horse for Cy Young this year. I mean, team MVP. I'm going Luis Robert, Dark Horse. Uh, yeah, Dylan Cease. I'm saying Dylan Cease. Michael Kopik could be really good too. Liam Hendricks, best closer in the league, stud. They traded away Kimbrel and they uh, got a center fielder. I mean, you got AJ Pollock. I don't think he's gonna play center. I think Robert's gonna play center, but. That's a team. That's a really good team, the White Sox. Um, their over-under is 93.5. I think they can do it. I think they're going to be a close to 100-win team. I think that team's going to dominate that division, and I think the Tigers are the second-best team. So for the AL East, the Rays are the best team. The Yankees and Blue Jays are right there. For the AL Central... The White Sox are the best team, and I think the Tigers and Royals are right there. That's what I said. So, I don't know. I like I like all those teams so far. Uh, moving on, we did that quick. We're going to the American League West, guys. The LA Angels of Anaheim. The lineup includes reigning MVP Shohei Otani. Reigning MVP, Mike Trout. I didn't count last year. He was hurt. Former MVP candidate and playoff performer, Anthony Rendon. Breakout player last year, Jared Walsh. Breakout player last year, Max Stassi. Break onto the scene player last year, Brandon Marsh. Break onto the scene player last year, Joe Adele. David Pletcher, solid contact hitter. They also have penciled in Andrew Velasquez here at shortstop. Pitching rotation, Otani, Cindergaard, Sandoval, I guess Lorenzen, they say, Suarez, and Jaime Berea. Not a super strong rotation. I think Cindergaard could come on strong. I think he's a great player. This team's MVP is not Shohei Otani. I'm sick of hearing it. Mike Trout is this team's MVP if they're if he's healthy. He's their best player. He will be their best player. He will be their best hitter. And he will be their best defender in the outfield. I think Joe Adele 
could come out strong and have a really good year playing aside Mike Trout. But uh, I think I look for a resurgence with Anthony Rendon. I've been saying this all offseason. I think Rendon played with a lingering injury last year, guys. It was not the Anthony Rendon that we all know and love from the Washington Nationals. Anthony Rendon is an amazing baseball player. He is a top five third baseman in the Major League Baseball when he's on his shit. Easily top 10, even when he's not top five. I'm talking Rendon, Otani, Trout, Walsh, Stassi. I mean, they got bats. Pitching rotation is a little suspect. I think Otani's going to either get hurt or wear down with the usage rate that he has. He is not as good of a player as everybody says he is. I will have plenty more info on that when I do my Shohei Otani debate here very soon uh, with a pro pro Otani argument person, a pro Otani debater, we'll say, and I am the uh, on the cons, I guess, anti Otani, whatever you want to call me. I don't like Otani. I don't think he's as good as everybody says he is. He had one good season. He hits to the same side of the field every single time he swings the bat. He strikes out a lot. Yes, he hits home runs. He won't hit as many as he hit last year. This year, I can promise you that. Um, he's not as good of a pitch. Okay, I'm I'm gonna save all that. I'm gonna save all that, boys. Otani is not good. Mike Trout's their best player. Rendon is their second best player. I say he's dark horse. Trout's MVP. Noah Syndergaard is another dark horse because Noah Syndergaard is amazing. Noah Syndergaard is going to have a resurging year. I think he's going to end up being their best pitcher. Patrick Sandoval is probably going to end up being their second best pitcher. And they have a top three closer in the league with Rysel Iglesias. So... Look for this Angels team to do some damage, but I don't see a playoff team when I look at them, if that makes sense. Um, I I just don't see a playoff team when I look at them. I I still think the next team that we're going to talk about, the uh, Houston Astros, are probably the uh, team to beat in that division. And I would say the Seattle Mariners I would put above the uh, LA Angels. But I would say the Angels are right there too just because of their hitters. So if you want to quote me on it, I would say that those two teams, the Angels and uh, obviously the – what was I just talking about? The Mariners are right there, but I would place the Mariners ahead of the Angels just like I placed the Yankees ahead of the Blue Jays. Um So the Astros are the best team in the division. I think they're the team to beat now that we've covered the Angels. The Astros have Jose Altuve, Michael Brantley, Alex Bregman, Jordan Alvarez, Yuli Gurriel, Kyle Tucker, um, Jeremy Pena bursting on the scene as their shortstop. Uh, I guess Martin Maldonado looks to be their catcher, according to this uh, report here. Justin Verlander's back, baby! You got Framber Valdez and Luis Garcia, who carried this team in the playoffs last year. Jose Urquidy. You got Christian Javier, Jake Ordorizzi, um, Lance McCullers Jr. when he comes back. I mean, this team's loaded. Pitchers, hitters, stop hating on the Astros for the sign-stealing scandal. They're not stealing steins right now, and they're still a World Series contender. I don't understand where the hate is coming from. This, It's over, guys. The scandal's over. Stop hating on the Astros. I think they're the best team in the AL other than the White Sox. Truly. 92.5 is their over-under. I'm going over. I'm going over. Guys, this is a 100-win team. They can be. The Angels, their over-under was 84.5. I'm saying under. I'm saying that's a below 500 team. So, Angels under. Astros over. MVP, I'm going on a limb. Alex Bregman. Quote me, Bregman's bouncing back this year, guys. 
Breggy Bomb Salsa is bouncing back this year. Kyle Tucker, hell of a player. Alvarez as well. And, and Altuve, any of those guys. Any of those four guys. But I think Bregman's the MVP and the dark horse all in one. And if he's not the MVP, he's at least the dark horse. And Kyle Tucker's this team's MVP. And if it's not Kyle Tucker, it's Jordan Alvarez. But quote me on Bregman being both. And I think Alvarez and Tucker are both right there to be this team's better player, one of their better players. And then Yuli Gurriel, one of the better contact hitters you can pick in the league. Um, Verlander, bounce back year. I don't think he's going to be a Cy Young contender like they say. Uh, but I, th- I still think he's their best pitcher in the rotation. And uh, Ryan Presley, one of the top closers in the league. You got you got to root for Ryan Presley. He's, he's a really, really solid player. Um so, yeah, stop hating on the Astros. They're the best team in that division. So I have the Astros winning that division. Um, and then the Oakland Athletics, throw them right in there with Baltimore. They're a joke. I mean, a joke. Their MVP and wild card is one guy. It's Sean Murphy. That's their most promising player is their catcher. It's Sean Murphy. Their pitching rotation isn't even full on this because they traded away uh, Sean Manea Sean to the um, – San Diego Padres, and I, I wouldn't be shocked if they traded Frankie Montes here really directly soon. So, I mean, this team's a shit show. Um, when they win, they have a decent closer in Lou Trevino, but um, this is not a good team. It's a shit show. Um, I like the word shit show for them. So, they have them down here at 68.5 as the over-under. I'm going under, 100% under. This is the worst team in the division. I honestly could see them having a worse record than the Orioles. That's just my honest opinion, guys. The Ast- the the Athletics are a joke, and the Astros are amazing. I mean, seriously. I, I, I'm seriously so sick of people talking shit on the Astros for the sign stealing. That happened five years ago. It's in the past. Okay, There's, They've been a good team since then. They're still a very, very, very good baseball team. They're the best team at division, and we're going to be seeing them in the playoffs for years to come. So if you if you keep hating, you're just putting negative energy into the universe, guys. Okay? So I, I just don't like that. Stop hating on the Astros. They're a good baseball team. They're the best team in that division. Let's just accept it. And the Mariners are the second best team in that division. When you look at the Mariners, I see Adam Frazier. Ty France, Jesse Winkler, sorry, Winker, <laughs> Mitch Haniger, Jared Kelnick, Eugene, Eugenio Suarez, Abraham Toro, you know, J.P. Crawford, uh, J-Rod. J-Rod's here now. He made the team. So between J-Rod and Kelnick, you got an outfield of probably Winker, J-Rod, and, and Haniger. And Kelnick is going to have to do some damage if he wants any at-bats. Um, I see Eugenio Suarez getting benched on that team. Uh, I like Crawford better than Suarez at shortstop, and I like Toro better than Suarez at third base. So I think Eugenio Suarez, who can barely hit 200 in the major leagues, is going to be the odd man out there. Could also use Luis Torrens as a DH. But uh, I see Kelnick getting some some time. I, I see Hanniger getting some DH at bats. Honestly, I think I think you could see an outfield of Kelnick, Winker, and um, J Rod if Kelnick gets his shit together. And and I would put I would put Mitch Hanniger at DH. Hanniger is a bat. 
Haniger is an impact bat. And you're talking about a, a team that can put Adam Frazier at the top of the lineup and tie France, two amazing contact hitters. Jesse Winker is a potential three. I like this Mariners team a lot. I mean, this, this projected lineup screen has J.P. Crawford betting ninth. J.P. Crawford hit leadoff for him last year a lot. So, I mean, that just tells you how deep they are. And their pitching rotation, Robbie Ray, Marco Gonzalez, Logan Gilbert, Chris Flexen, Matt Brash. Oh, my gosh. If Ken Giles comes back as this team's closer, oh, my gosh. The Mariners are a playoff team, guys. Wake up. Get on the wagon. Seattle's got a baseball team. I, I think the Mariners are number one wildcard team. Looking at this, I I like the Mariners more than I like the Yankees and the Blue Jays. And that's saying something. Robbie Ray, Logan Gilbert, Matt Brash, Chris Flexen. I mean, come on, man. Mariners are legit. Mariners are legit. They should have made it last year, but they're definitely going to make it this year. 84.5 over, under, over, over. High 80s, low 90s. This is a really good baseball team. They're, they're getting it together. They have young studs. This is going to be a team that's going to be good for a while now. They are getting their shit together. They've made some good trades. They've made some questionable trades. They've made some good pickups and some questionable pickups. I'm talking about Eugenio Suarez. But, I mean, he still can hit homers. I think this team's MVP, honestly, 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 I could I could see it being any of those guys. I I, I like all of them. I like all of them. I, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to say Logan Gilbert's this team's MVP. I'm saying Logan Gilbert's just bursting onto the scene more so than last year. He's With this offense, I think he's going to have a better ERA. I think they have a better defense than they had last year too. Better ERA, more strikeouts, just a better overall stat line for Logan Gilbert. I think he could be this team's best pitcher, even maybe have a better year than Robbie Ray, who won the Cy Young last year. So I'm saying Logan Gilbert could be their most valuable player just because of having a number two starter of that caliber with that potential that Gilbert has. He can actually come out here and do his thing. So I I think their dark horse and their MVP all-in-one is Logan Gilbert, but People slept on Kelnick after the way he hit last year. And J-Rod is legit. I, I, this team's MVP could easily be J-Rod, so don't get it twisted. J-Rod is good. Jesse Winker, key acquisition, I think. Ty France is going to hit damn near 300 probably. Hanniger is going to hit probably 40 homers if I had to guess. I mean, hmm. I really like this Mariners team, guys. I really like this Mariners team. So, yeah, I'm going over on the over-under. The last team for the American League is the Texas Rangers. And then we will take a little break and move on to the National League. But the Texas Rangers are the American League team that we're wrapping it up with. They stole Marcus Semien from the Blue Jays. They stole Corey Seager from the Dodgers. They overpaid both of them. They stole Mitch Garver. They took Brad Miller in. They took Cole Calhoun in to play with Willie Calhoun. I still don't see a really good lineup here. I see Marcus Semien, who's going to be on the decline. He's not going to keep up that MVP pace. When I was talking about the Blue Jays, the reason I was talking about not being able to play Semyon is I meant his MVP caliber season. 
because you're not going to get that out of Marcus Simeon here in Texas. And you're not going to get that out of Kevin Biggio in Toronto. So I think this team's lacking. I think their star power is Simeon, Seager, Garver, and Adolis Garcia, who bursted on the scene last year. But none of them should be a number one player on a baseball team. Um, Corey Seager, he's going from playing in Dodger Stadium uh, to playing in Texas, where their ballpark is not very hitter-friendly. And I, I think Corey Seager's going to have a little bit worse numbers than he had last year. Um as far as, like, a full last full season. Because Corey Seager didn't get to play all year last year. He had some injury issues. But I think Simeon's going to be go on the decline, and I think Seager is going to be on the decline because of hitting in a different ballpark and new scenery. I just don't think Seager's going to match up. Considering he was playing in a loaded uh, Dodgers lineup and guys wanted to pitch to him, Seager is the guy on this lineup that you don't want to pitch to, not Simeon. It's, it's Corey Seager. So uh, the team MVP... I'm going Seager still. I think he's going to have a down year. And I'm I'm bust, I'm saying Simeon. So I'm going to go Simeon, bust, Seager, MVP. But I still think he's a bust, if that makes sense. Adolis Garcia, I I, I don't know if he's going to match the production he had last year. Mitch Garver might be their most consistent player as far as uh, hitter. I mean, Mitch Garver is one of the better hitting catchers in the league. So I like that move for them. But this is not a good baseball team and and their pitching staff is john gray martin perez dane dunning taylor hearn and spencer howard being a phillies fan we make fun of spencer howard to this day okay this guy is so bad they would put him in let him face as a starter let him face the whole order the whole uh lineup one through nine once as soon as the leadoff hitter would come up they pull him because he's they if they if a hitter faces him twice he's almost guaranteed to figure him out because he is he's so predictable do you understand how bad you have to be for a team to pull you after three innings as a starter or less? Oh, man. John Gray's their best pitcher. I, I think John Gray was their best pickup out of Simeon Seager and, 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 and Garver and John Gray. John Gray's their best pickup. Gray and Garver. But uh, this is still the worst team in that division other than the Athletics. And uh, the over-under for the Texas Rangers is sitting at... Uh, 73.5. I'm going under. So, playoff picture in the American League. I didn't write anything down, okay? I don't know. I remember what I said, but I don't. American League East. I got the Tampa Bay Rays winning that division, and I have the New York Yankees cash in the second AL wildcard spot, quoted. In the AL West, I have... The Chicago, sorry, Central. What am I doing? American League Central, I have the Chicago White Sox winning that division and being the number one seed in the American League. So we got the White Sox, the Rays. I have the Houston Astros being the number two seed. In the American League, coming out of the West, winning that division. So, so far, let's recap. White Sox, Astros, Rays, so far division winners. Yankees wild card, second wild card, quote me. I got the Seattle Mariners also coming out of that division. I have them as the number one wild card team above the Yankees. But I had the Astros winning the division. Okay. 
So right now, out of the 15 teams in the uh, American League, I just gave you my five playoff teams. I actually haven't done enough research to even know how the playoff format's set up this year. Um, I think it's they have the wild card game still. For I don't know if they expanded playoffs. That's what I'm confused about. That's that's the only reason I'm confused, guys, because I obviously know how Major League Baseball playoffs work. But I didn't know if they changed it because of the CBA or what. So with two wild card teams playing each other, it's going to be Mariners Yankees, right? I got the Mariners winning that game. So I got the Yankees making the playoffs. If it's not the Yankees, it's the Blue Jays. But I actually think I like the Yankees better than the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are at best a wild card team because the, the Rays are a better team. So if you look at the wild card, I got the Mariners coming out of that wild card game. So you got the four main contenders in the American League. This year, for me, for me, personally, White Sox. Astros, Rays, Mariners. That's my American League. Yankees, yes, I have them getting to the playoffs. But I have them getting knocked out by the Mariners. I like the Mariners in that, in that game. I think Garrett Cole chokes again. <laughs> I think Garrett Cole chokes again, guys. <laughs> and I have the Toronto Blue Jays. As the surprise team being the best team that didn't make the playoffs. The most stacked offense to miss the playoffs. That is a bold prediction. We're not on here. We're not on here to tell you how it's going to be. We're on here to make bold predictions so you can either say, wow, that guy's a genius. Or wow, that guy is an idiot. This is go big or go home mentality, ladies and gentlemen. So that's my American League for you guys. That's my American League. Um, American League MVP, I told y'all, I like Wander Franco, but I like Mike Trout. It doesn't matter how good your team is. If Mike Trout's healthy, Mike Trout's top five in MVP. Vladimir Guerrero, he's going to be up there. If he does anything close to last year, Vladdy is one of the best, smoothest, most powerful swings in baseball. If this guy... Is, is hitting baseballs like mashing baseballs like he did last year. And if I'm right about Otani, I'm telling you, man, Vladdy Guerrero is going to have to have that award stolen from him. And and he's going to have to play MVP level because, like I said, Teoscar Hernandez is not the player that they think he is. Last year, yeah, he played good. Bo Bichette and Vladimir Guerrero and, and some George Springer pop is going to carry that team. Guriel and Hernandez and Chapman are all busts. And, and Biggio playing second base when they had an MVP candidate last year at second base. <laughs> I mean, in Simeon, like you're losing an MVP out of your top three hitters. You're losing one of them. And you're trying to basically replace his bat with Chapman's bat. And Chapman hasn't been the same player since I, I don't even know how. I love Matt Chapman. Don't get me wrong. Chapman is going to have to be a hell of a a hell of a player. He's going to have to look like the Matt Chapman of old if this Blue Jays team is going to make the playoffs because I honestly think that pitching rotation with Kikuchi and Ryu, one of them or both of them is going to be a bust. Gossman is going to win more than he loses and Barrios too. But I just honestly, I for some reason, I like the Yankees better. And 
I think the Yankees make the wild card. I think the the Mariners beat the Yankees in the wild card game. I really, really like the Mariners, guys. So, White Sox, Astros, Rays, Mariners. That's my big four for the for the NL for the AL this year. And as far as who makes it to the World Series, it's got to be the White Sox or the Astros. And either of those teams could win it all. So, guys, this has been our American League preview. I, I know I got jumpy in the beginning. I apologize. But we kind of settled down. We got to cover all 15 teams in an hour. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. Um, I'm going to cover the NL teams next. And then uh, that's going to be the end of episode for the, uh, the season preview for the MLB this year. So, thank you guys for listening so far. Uh, take a little bit of a break. Uh, and uh, we will be back in a jiffy for the National League Premier Preview for the 2022 uh, Major League Baseball season. Welcome back, ladies and gents. We're here on the 2022 MLB Season Preview episode. Just me today. But anyways, we are going to continue and we are going to start off with the National League East. Uh, the rainy. Defending World Series champion, Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves are S-T-A-C-K-E-D. Stacked. Stacked. There's no other way to put it. They are an amazing, amazing team. There's no other way to put it, okay? They won the World Series last year when they really didn't have that great of a season regular season-wise. They barely beat out the Phillies towards the end of the season. It could have been anybody's race until the last couple weeks. And then they went on a run that nobody ever saw before without Marcelo Zuna and Ronald Acuna. How? How did they do it? I still don't know how they did it. Add in Marcel Ozuna and Ronald Acuna to go with Dansby Swanson, newly acquired Matt Olson, Austin Riley, Ozzy Albies, Adam Duvall, Travis Darno, Eddie Rosario? Are you kidding me? The Braves should be getting more respect than they're getting right now. They're ranked as the fifth best team as far as win totals are concerned. Um, when we're looking at these over-unders, I don't see any. How does anybody beat this team? I mean, the two best teams in the National League are in the same division. I mean, really. The Dodgers can screw off, man. Everybody says, yeah, Dodgers, go Dodgers, go Dodgers, go Dodgers. It's because they're a pay-to-win stacked team. The Braves did it the right way. Look at them. That looks like a Dodgers lineup. Are you kidding? Dang, man. They just stole a Dodgers closer, Kenley Jansen. So we just talked about their bats. Their bats are amazing. Their pitching rotations, Max Freed, Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson, Kyle Wright, and Hugh Oscar Noah? You're kidding. With Kenley Jansen as your closer. And Will Smith as your setup man, who was your closer last year when they won the World Series. So you beefed your bullpen. A healthy Max Freed. You get Morton back when he broke his leg in the playoffs last year. Ian Anderson's only going to get better. Kyle Wright's only going to get better. Hugh Scargianoa's only going to get better. And you got that lineup. 
Looks like a video game. The Atlanta Braves are in the playoffs this year, no questions asked. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Win total, 91.5. Over. Over. Mid-90s. Mid-90s for the Braves. They're better than they were last year. They're going to win more games. Pitching rotation stays healthy. Bullpen stays healthy. Hitters. Now, it's a lot of ifs, guys. They're a top team. Again, they're, they're trying to defend their crown, boys. Moving on. Miami Marlins. You got Jazz Chisholm, Garrett Cooper, Jesus Aguilar, Avisel Garcia, Jorge Soler, Jesus Sanchez, Brian Anderson, Jacob Stallings, Miguel Rojas. Not a terrible lineup, to be honest. Sandy Alcantara, solid starter, uh, solid ace. Pablo Sandoval, sorry. <laughs> Pablo Lopez. Oh, for those of you who don't know Pablo Sandoval, oh, let me tell you something. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda, baby. Uh, Trevor Rogers, stud. Jesus, uh, Jesus Lazardo, he could, he could have a resurging year, honestly. I don't like their bullpen, and uh, none of those bats really stand out to me. I, I think Jazz Chisholm's overrated. Garrett Cooper's not that good. Aguilar hasn't been good since he's been in, um, you know, wasn't it that shortened season he did really good? And then before that, he was at the Brewers or something. I don't know. Solaire hasn't been amazing until he was, and since he was with Kansas City with that ridiculous season. But um, he did amazing for the Braves in the playoffs last year. I'll tell you that right now. Jorge Soler, World Series MVP, baby. I mean, whew, he's going to cook. He's going to hit homers. Aguilar's going to bat in runs. Aviso Garcia from, from the Brewers, he's going to hit homers. Soler's going to hit homers. And Sanchez is going to hit homers. Stallings was a great catcher for the Pirates last year. I still don't like that team. They're the worst team in the division. I'm... And the, the worst part is, look, that team's really not that bad, right? They got Joey Wendell, too, um, as a as a kind of like a a depth player, kind of like a utility guy, Joey Wendell. Uh, I like him better than Brian Anderson, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, so I, I think, as far as the Braves, I, I didn't even remember to say who I thought their MVP is. Their MVP is Ronald Acuna, without a doubt. If he comes in and plays, he's one of the best players in baseball. Ozzy Albies, per usual, is the dark horse. Because freaking Ozzy Albies is the best second baseman in the league. I mean, actually, I can't even give Ozzy Albies dark horse because he's so good. I would say Marcelo Zuna's dark horse because he's back. Ozuna's back. Comeback player of the year, baby. Marcel comes on back, hits dingers. I'm telling you. Him, Duvall, and oh, man, they don't even have room for everybody. <laughs> So, your outfield, you're talking about Rosario probably playing left. Acuna, when he's ready, playing center. Because, obviously, it's a long recovery from ACL injury. Right field, I'd probably say Duvall. And then Asuna DH. I think he's the worst defensive player out of those four is Azuna. I'd let Asuna DH, but when Acuna comes back in a month uh, or less, uh, a few weeks, he should DH. They should give him, you know, a chance to you know, recover and let Ozuna play one of those outfield spots so that uh, Acuna can be a DH and keep his bat in there so he could still have a potential to win MVP next year. Um, and then, like I said, their pitching rotation is amazing. From the lineup, I already just told you who my MVP and busts and stuff are because as far as a bust goes, I would say, honestly, it would have to be Matt Olson. But it's not anything against Matt Olson. It's just I don't think he's going to match Freeman's production. No one expects him to. 
Um, he's still going to be a really good player for them. I think he's going to have comparable numbers to Freeman, but it's not going to be Freddie Freeman, and the fans are going to look at it as a bust for a little bit. It might take Olsen a little bit longer to get going on it in a new scene, but uh, hey, I still think he's a really good player, a really good slugger. Uh, the pitching rotation, I really like Ian Anderson there. I like Morton to have a bounce back year after getting hurt. Max Freed, if he stays healthy, is their best pitcher. And Kenley Jansen, probably one of the most underrated pickups. I mean... Having a closer like that is what every team's dream is. Um, That's like having an ice cream sundae and being able to put chocolate syrup and a cherry on it. Because you already had the chocolate syrup on it with uh, Will Smith, and now you just put a fucking cherry on top of that motherfucker. You just picked up Kenley Jansen, one of the best closers in the league. So, hey, I like the Braves a lot. MVP for the Marlins, going with Aviciel Garcia. Uh, He came over from... Milwaukee, pretty good player. I think he's he'll be their best. Uh, he'll be the, uh, the the key acquisition there. Him and Soler. I, I think he probably have a better year than Soler because Soler doesn't really hit for an average. Garcia can kind of hit for a little bit better of an average. They're both very comparable players. So I mean, I'd say t- put a slash next to Garcia and put Soler. Um, Sandy Alcantara is definitely their best player on this roster. Um, I don't think that's a bet. I think that's a. De- I think that's undoubtedly. And Trevor Rogers is an up and coming guy. If he actually pitches, he'll be something special. But uh, last year he had trouble staying uh, healthy. He, he not only injury issues, but just random shit reasons not to pitch. Um, he he didn't really pitch the entire season. So, um, moving on to the Mets. Oh, over under Marlins. Sorry guys, give me a second. Uh, Marlins over under is seventy five five. I'm going under. Uh, Mets, New York Mets. I think this team is severely overrated. Severely overrated. Severely overrated. How many times do you want me to say it? Severely overrated. New York Mets. A bunch of free agent acquisitions. As much as money could buy. They threw them all together in one lineup. A bunch of guys that have never played together before. And they expect to have a, a playoff team. I don't think that's how baseball works, guys. The, the team that wins free agency almost never wins the season. Now, the only exception I have is coming up in a couple teams. Ah, Philadelphia Phillies. Anyways, uh, <laughs> the New York Mets are a joke. Um, they have so much money that they don't even know what to do. They, they overpay for Marte. They overpaid for Lindor to begin with. They overpay for Eduardo Escobar. They overpay for Mark Kana. They way overpay for Max Scherzer. This team's a joke. DeGrom out at least the first month of the season. That's a big deal. Because as far as what MLB.com thinks, this is the best pitching rotation in baseball just because of Scherzer and DeGrom. Well, they have Bassett, Walker, Carrasco. Their pitchers aren't a problem. I have no issue. Their pitchers are great. But when you put a team together like this with a bunch of guys that are quote-unquote stars from other teams and try to throw them all together, you're going to have conflict. And you could see that with the Lindor-McNeil saga last year. They didn't trade McNeil like they were going to. I wouldn't be surprised if that kind of thing resurfaces. I mean, this team is not going to have any chemistry. None of these players have ever played together before. The chemistry that they had to play together before is when they had Baez and Lindor last year at the end of the year. What did the Mets do last year? Nothing. So, 
I just think the Mets are going to be the third best team in that division. I think they're better than the Marlins, and I think they're better than the Nationals. But I like the Braves, and I like the Phillies better than I like the Mets. Dark horse for the Mets, or should I say key acquisition, Starling Marte. He's going to get a lot of homers and steal a lot of bases. should say extra base hits, not just homers. He gets a lot of extra base hits. Bust Eduardo Escobar. And Francisco Lindor, because... You know how bad that dude was last year? I think he's going to be just as bad this year. I think Lindor's career went to shit as soon as he went to the Mets. Another bust, Max Scherzer, because he'll never be worth as much money as they're paying him. Max Scherzer's great. Don't get me wrong. He's one of the greatest pitchers ever. But he's not worth what they're paying him. He's making more than the entire Pittsburgh Pirates team, more than the entire Oakland Athletics team, and more than the entire Baltimore Orioles team. And I think more than another team, too. That's ridiculous. And then, obviously, DeGrom can't stay healthy. So you can't even count DeGrom. You can say, oh, we have the best pitching rotation in baseball. Jacob DeGrom can't even stay on the field. When Jacob DeGrom gets healthy or says he's healthy, he still has a ramp-up period because he missed spring training. This team's not as good as you think it is, guys. It's deceiving on paper, just like the Blue Jays. The Mets are the Blue Jays of the, of the National League. Look at that team on paper. You're like, oh, my God, there's a playoff team. They're not a playoff team. Neither are the Blue Jays. Team that wins free agency never wins the regular season. That's all I'm saying. And the only exception is going to be the 2022 Philadelphia Phillies. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Moving on. Uh, Nationals, Washington. Not much to say other than Juan Soto is probably going to be a top five MVP candidate, if not winning it. Because apparently it doesn't matter how good your team is. Ask Shohei Otani. So I think Juan Soto could be MVP. Josh Bell, great pickup for them from Pittsburgh. Kybert Ruiz is going to be a great catcher. The rest of their lineup is a little bit confusing. They got Delson Cruz as their starting DH for sure. Soto, Cruz, and Bell is a really good 3-4-5 with Kybert Ruiz penciling in at 6. Two of those guys being switch hitters. Um... They did get Cesar Hernandez, too, who's a switch hitter, former Philly, former White Sox now, former Indian. Oh, should say Guardian now. Um, Alcides Escobar played good for them down the stretch last year. Yeah, I see it. Um, yeah. I mean, I think they're better than the Marlins. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> I think just because of Juan Soto <laughs> and uh, – they're looking at their pitching rotation. You got Patrick Corbin, Josiah Gray. They're missing Strasburg because of an injury. Anibal Sanchez, a veteran. Fetty, Rogers, Josh Rogers. Paolo Espinal played pitch for them last year. Okay, bullpen. Tanner Rainey is the penciled in closer. I, I, Marlins might be better than the Nationals now that I look at it, guys. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think just because of Juan Soto, the Nationals are better. Because that's a free base runner anytime he comes up. They walk him half the time he comes up to the plate. I, I think I might like the Nationals better than the Marlins, but they're 71.5. I, I think they're going to be around 70, so I, I'm going to say under, maybe high 60s. Uh, Marlins might be better than the Nationals, so don't quote me on that part. Um, but the Mets are definitely going to be under 88.5 wins. That's what the Mets over under is, is 88.5. I'm going under on that, son of a bitch. So I'm saying Marlins and Nationals are going to be fighting for being the worst team, but I, I guess technically the Nationals should technically on paper be the worst team because all they really have is that those guys I just mentioned. 
Best player, MVP, and Dark Horse, all in one. Best player, literally highlight of the team, Juan Soto, no questions asked. But I do, if I actually am going to pick a Dark Horse and break out, it would be Kybert Ruiz because I actually think he's going to be a top 10 catcher this league, uh, or this year. Top 10 catcher in a fantasy league, my bad. I, I can't, I can't words. I can't words, guys. Anyways. Pitching rotation is a little sketch for the Nats. I think that's the reason that the Marlins have the edge. So I'll say Marlins over Nats, but then Mets right above that. And then above the Mets would be the Braves. But then around the Braves, I would say it's going to be another, uh, you know, arms race down the stretch between the Phillies and the Braves just like last year. It's hard not to favor the Phillies. It's really hard not to favor the Phillies. Um, look at this lineup. Can, can, we, can we go over this real quick, guys? The Philadelphia Phillies won free agency. We can agree. The, people say it's the Mets. The Phillies won free agency. The team that wins free agency never wins. So, hey, if you want to say the Mets won free agency, go ahead. That means the Phillies still have a fighting chance, right? If the Mets won free agency and the team that wins free agency never wins, then I guess the Phillies have a fighting chance then, right? Check out this lineup. Most stacked lineup in baseball. Kyle Schwarber. JT Realmuto, Bryce Harper, Nick Castellanos, Reese Hoskins, Didi Gregorius, Gene Segura. They say Alec Bohm, but I think it's more like going to be Bryson Stott at third. And they say Matt Veerling, but I think it's going to be Mickey Moniak in center field. Either way, that. Either way. That is one of the best lineups I could ever imagine um, for a Major League Baseball team. And their pitching rotation is honestly second to none as well. You got Zach Wheeler, who was a Cy Young finalist last year. Aaron Nola, who was a Cy Young finalist not long ago and is going to be bounced back this year. Ranger Suarez, who bursted onto the scene last year. Kyle Gibson, who they traded for at the deadline. A great trade. He really played good for him. And Zach Eflin, if he stays healthy, is actually a really good pitcher. They got Corey Knable, a new closer, added a couple bullpen arms in Brad Hand, Yuri's Familia. Um, I, I think the Phillies are a sleeper. I think they're the dark horse of the entire thing. Um, it's hard not to pick Harper as the MVP. I think for the dark horses, you could pick Schwarber or Castellanos because I think both of them are going to be impact bats. And my bust for the Phillies, to be completely honest with you, I think it's going to be Reese Hoskins. I think Reese Hoskins is going to suffer from having all these other big bats and the Phillies are going to realize at the end of the year that Reese Hoskins probably isn't going to fit and uh, they're going to end up probably switching to a new um, a new look at that lineup because Castellanos and Schwarber and Harper and JT are signed Hoskins isn't Hoskins and Gregorius and Segura are the guys there that could possibly not be there after the year. You, you never know. But I, I feel like if I had to pick a bus, I'm not saying Hoskins is going to have a bad year. I'm just saying he's going to suffer from having all this star power, and he's going to get overlooked. So I think if there's a bus there, it's Reese Hoskins. I think the, the Braves and the Phillies both make the playoffs. Do not quote me on who will win the division and who will be the wildcard team. But I do believe both of those teams will be playoff teams this year. Moving on to the National League Central, we have the Milwaukee Brewers as the first team on here. You have Colton Wong, you have uh, Willie Adamas, Christian Yelich, uh, Hunter Renfro, Omar Novaez, Andrew McCutcheon, new acquisition, Rowdy Tellez, uh, Lorenzo Cain. I mean, not a bad team, right? Not a bad team at all. Um, I think that they're pretty solid. I think that they don't really have any 
two bad weak spots in that lineup. But the real thing with the Brewers is their pitching. Um, their pitching rotation includes Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, reigning Cy Young winner, um, Freddie Peralta, uh, Adrian Hauser, probably Eric Lauer, possibly Aaron Ashby. They got Josh Hader in the bullpen as their closer and Devin Williams setting him up. I, I like the Brewers to win that division. I like the Brewers. Um, I'm saying dark horse Christian Yelich. Expect him to have a bounce back year. MVP, Willie Adamas. Uh, and, I mean, bust, honestly, I just maybe, I don't know. I don't really see a bust there. I can't pick one. Uh, Corbin Burns. He's not going to be a Cy Young winner again. I can tell you that. I don't know what happened last year. But Corbin Burns, eh, I'm not saying he's going to be bad. I'm just saying he's not going to win a Cy Young. So I'm saying bust, Corbin Burns. Moving on. St. Louis Cardinals. Since I said the Brewers were going to win that division, I guess I got to say that the Cardinals are the second best team in that division. Is that fair to say? I think it's fair to say. Um, I don't think they're making the playoffs, but uh, I like the Cardinals. They have Tommy Edmond, Paul Goldschmidt, Tyler O'Neill, Nolan Arenado, Dylan Carlson, Yadier Molina, Nolan Gorman, pencil in, Paul DeYoung, and uh, Harrison Bader. That's a really good team. I like I like the Cardinals a lot. Um, the thing is, I like the Brewers better, and I think the Cardinals are going to be the best team in the NL not to make the playoffs. Uh, their pitching rotation, Adam Wainwright, Jack Flaherty when he's healthy, Steven Matz, who they stole from Toronto, Miles Michaelis, who's sketchy, and obviously Dakota Hudson, who's also kind of 50-50 shot. Gallegos, great closer, nothing compared to Bader. Um, I just, I don't know. Sorry, Hater. <laughs> I was looking at Harrison Bader's name, and I was thinking of Josh Hader. Okay, so, yeah, Gallegos, good closer. I, I, Like I said, I like the Brewers better than the Cardinals. I like the Cardinals. I think they're going to be the best team not to make the playoffs. And in the, in the NL, I think they're the second-best team in that division, okay? So, Cardinals, best player, MVP. I'm going Tyler O'Neill. I'm saying huge year out of Tyler O'Neill. He broke onto the scene last year hard. I think he's going to be great. Sleeper, Jack Flaherty. People are going to forget about him because he's injured. He comes back, he's, he's their best pitcher, without a doubt. When Jack Flaherty was healthy last year, did you see Jack Flaherty? This guy's a stud. He's an ace. It's in his blood. And uh, Bust, huh. honestly, I don't know. I'm going to say Adam Wainwright. Adam Wainwright, I'm going to say he should have retired. I'm saying he's coming back this year, and he's not going to do it. He's not going to, he's not going to have as successful a season last year because I was even confused how he did it last year. I would have never predicted that from Adam Wainwright. So I'm saying bust Adam Wainwright. Moving on. Oh, I keep forgetting to do the under-overs, guys. Why don't you tell me? Phillies, under-over is do 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 86.5 i'm going over baby phillies are going to be in the 90s this year count it at the lowest 88 89 but still i think the phillies yeah brewers uh they have the brewers at 91.5 i yeah i'll go over cardinals they have them at 85.5 you know what I could honestly, if I had to guess, I'd say the Cardinals would have 86 wins this year. But I don't know how that'll all work out. I don't know how that would line up with all the teams that make the playoffs. So I think it's safer probably to say under on the Cardinals, just because I think the Brewers got that. But I mean, if you're, 
It, it, you could pick either one of those teams. I think the, the East is the team that's going to fill two playoff teams with the Phillies and the Braves. And then also the um, the West with the Dodgers and Padres. So that's why I'm saying that the Cardinals and Brewers won't both make it because I think the Dodgers and Padres will. So it's up to you whether you th- like the Cardinals or Brewers. I wouldn't hate on somebody that said the Cardinals are better. I just think the pitching rotation sets the Brewers apart. So that's why I would pick them. Um, moving on to the Cubs after the Cardinals, we have Nick Madrigal as second base, the guy they traded for in Chicago from Chicago White Sox last year. I think that was a really underrated move. They got Frank Schwindel, who played pretty good for them last year. You got Wilson Contreras, one of the better catchers in the league. Ian Happ, penciled in at DH. Patrick Wisdom, who jumped on the scene last year. Nico Horner, great shortstop. Sia Suzuki came over here for... Uh, Potential Rookie of the Year candidate, they're saying. I don't think so, but Jason Hayward used to be good. Clint Frazier is also penciled in the starting lineup there. Not bad. Not bad. I mean, not horrible, at least. They're better than the Pirates. I would say the the Cubs are probably the third worst team in that division. Uh, I, I would say I, I, I kind of like the Cubs better than I like the Reds. So... Take it as you will. I like their pitching rotation. I like that they have some veterans. They have Kyle Hendricks, Marcus Stroman, Wade Miley, Alec Mills, and Drew Smiley. They're all really good veterans. I mean, not really good. I shouldn't say that. Stroman's definitely their ace. Hendricks is the two. I'd say Wade Miley's the three. Mills and Smiley are kind of sketch, but closer David Robinson, another vet. So now I'm looking at it closer. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it's, do you want young hitters combined with old hitters and then an old rotation? Or do you want young hitters combined with old hitters and a young rotation with um, Cincinnati? So, you know what? Now that I think about it, I'm going to put Pencil the Cubs in at four right ahead the Pirates in that division. The Reds at three. Understand? So, Chicago Cubs over under is 73.5. I'm going under. I don't think they're going to be a 500 team or anything like that. I'm saying they're going to be around 70 wins. Um, Pirates, they're over under since the, we don't have much to talk about there, is 61, uh, 62.5. I'm saying under. The 100 loss team. Um, Cabrian Hayes, something to be excited about, Pirates fans. A little bit. Cole Tucker, same deal. Uh, Brian Reynolds is their best player. Um, they signed Vogelbach, Yoshi Susugo stayed. Um, they kept Roberto Perez. They got Ben Gamble still in there. Anthony Alford, like I said, Cole Tucker, Kevin Newman. Really bad team. Really, really, really bad team. Per usual. JT Brubaker is their day one starter for opening day for the Pirates. Do you, have, has anybody heard of him? I, I know JT Brubaker, but have you guys heard of him? Because if you haven't heard of him, that just explains everything about the Pirates. Their opening day starter is a guy you never heard of. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Pittsburgh Pirates, horrible. Worst team ever. Um, yep, under. Cincinnati Reds, like I said, I put them right above the Cubs in that division. Jonathan India, rookie of the year last year, absolute boss. Tyler Nakin, you got Tyler Stevenson, one of the better hitting catchers in the league. Joe, finally getting a chance to play every day because they traded Buck, uh, Tucker Barnhart or got rid of Tucker Barnhart, and he's now in, uh, in uh, Detroit. Joey Votto, resurging year last year. Colin Moran, Pennsylvania is their DH. I like that. Mike Moustakis, Kyle Farmer, Nixon Zell, Jake Fraley. Not bad. A lot of young talent in, on the mound. Um, you got, obviously, um, Castillo, but he's hurt to start the year. You got Malley, 
Reaver San Martin. San Martin played pretty good last year. Hunter Green, one of the better young pitchers coming up right now. Vladimir Gutierrez, Nick Lodolo. I mean, <laughs> I like the Reds better than I like the Cubs. As far as win total, I'm not confident. Uh, their win total is listed at 72.5. Yep, another under, I'm saying. These teams are going to lose to the other divisions. There's just too many good teams this year, guys. I, I just, I don't know. I just don't see that. Um, so, yeah, I would say under on them. Playoff team in that division, like I said, Brewers. And then from the east, I'm saying Phillies and Braves. And then the other two teams are coming from the west. That's going to be the Dodgers and the Padres. Now that we're talking about the west, let's talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks uh, hitters are going to be Josh Rojas, Kettle Marte, Dalton Varsho, Christian Walker, David Peralta, Carson Kelly, Pavid Smith, Seth Beer, Nick Ahmed. Nothing fancy. Uh, rotation, you obviously got Mad Bum in there, Madison Bumgarner. You got Zach Gallen, who I think is their best pitcher. Merrill Kelly's still there. Luke Weaver. Closers, Mark Melanson. <sighs> I guess on paper they're not as bad as, like, the Pirates, say, or, or the Orioles. I would say the Pirates, Orioles, and A's are all worse. I'd say the Diamondbacks, 65.5. Yeah, that's about right. I'd say you're safe to go under there. I don't think this team's going to win more than 60 games. Um, 60 couple. I think there's a, a chunk, like five really, really bad teams this year. That's, that's you know, it, it's it's really four teams, I guess. But still, it's bad. That's bad. Um, talking about uh, those teams that we were just talking about. Uh, earlier, I talked about the Cardinals MVP and busts. We'll go back. I'm sorry for bouncing around, guys. I don't have anybody to keep me organized. I'm kind of just bouncing around tonight because I'm kind of all by myself recording this, trying to keep, you know, focused. Uh, bouncing all over the place. Cubs MVP. I, eh. I like Nico Horner. I'd say Nico Horner slash Nick Madrigal. That's going to be a really good middle infield for years to come. That's my prediction. Wilson Contreras is in a contract year, so he could have a pretty good season as well. Marcus Stroman was a great pickup for them. He's going to be their ace, so I'll say that. And then uh, as far as busts, I'll say Frank Schwindel slash Patrick Wisdom because for some reason those two guys played good last year. It's not going to continue. Um, Pittsburgh Pirates MVP, Brian Reynolds, if he doesn't get traded. And bust, the rest of the team. Uh, Reds MVP, Jonathan India. Uh, bust Joey Votto just because I think he's going to fall off from where he was last year. And uh, up-and-comer, I'd say Hunter Green, starting pitcher. Um, also think that Tyler Stevens could start playing really good now that he's their starter, uh, full-time starting catcher. So keep that in mind. D-backs, I'd say their MVP is probably Kettle Marte, unless he gets traded. Um, bust. Baumgartner again, because he was already a bust. Why not keep him a bust? And Mark Melanson. Throw Mark Melanson in there, too. Mark Melanson just played for the uh, Padres and basically led the league in saves. Now he's playing for the Diamondbacks. They're not going to get a lot of save opportunities on the Diamondbacks to begin with, but then on top of that, Mark Melanson's a year older, and his stuff isn't that good, and you could see him get his bell rung quite a few times last year. So, I don't know. He had a good start to the year, but I, I don't know. I think Melanson's a bust, and I think Bumgarner. As much as I like both of those guys, I think they're both busts. 
Moving on to the LA Dodgers. They're pretty stacked, guys. The best team money can buy. Craig Kimbrell's penciled in as their closer now, too, after that trade. Pitching rotation, Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, Julio Urias, uh, Tony Gonsolin, Andrew Heaney. Batting order, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, Max Muncy, Will Smith, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, Chris Taylor, and Gavin Lux. Can't get much better than that, I guess. Um, you know how I feel about the Dodgers. Um, so I said under on the D-backs. The Dodgers are projected to win um, a uh, 98.5 games, yeah. As sad as it is to say, that's a 100-win team right there. I can't deny it. I hate them, but as that's what it is. They're a 100-win team, I think. Um, so, yeah, the Dodgers are in the playoffs as that, as that uh, top seed, most likely. Because of the Braves and Phillies fighting so hard for that NL East crown, I think one of them is going to end up being uh, yeah, two or three. I'd say the Brewers will be two or three, and then whoever wins between the Phillies and Braves will be two or three. And then whoever wins between loses between the Phillies and Braves is going to be that number one wild card spot. And then the San Diego Padres are my sleeper for that second pot wild card spot. But I think the Braves or Phillies would beat the Padres in the wild card game. So either way, I'd say the Padres are in the same exact spot as the Yankees. So I'm sorry, Luke Voigt. You're in the same spot you were already in, buddy. So, yeah. Over for the Dodgers. Moving forward to the Giants. I think the Giants are one of the biggest busts. How they did what they did last year, I have no idea. Because this lineup is like, these guys are old. Like, these guys were good years ago. But, like, anymore, it's, man, that's tough to pick them. Um, I, don't, I didn't see the Giants doing what they did last year. No one did. So, I mean, saying that they're not going to do it this year is a low-hanging fruit. But... I'm going to say it, and uh, as far as over-under on the uh, San Francisco Giants, they have it listed at 85.5. I'm going under. Um, like I said, batting order. I mean, they got Tommy Stella, veteran. Brandon Belt, veteran. Darren Ruff, veteran. Brandon Crawford, veteran. Wilmer Flores, veteran. Mike Stremski, veteran. Jock Peterson, veteran. Uh, Joey Bart, young guy. Could be good. Not going to be no Buster Posey. Uh, rotation, Logan Webb. Carlos Rodon, newly acquired. Anthony Discafani, so Disco, uh, Alex Wood, Alex Cobb. Penciled in his closers, Camilo Duvall. I liked him last year. I thought he was pretty good. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I went under on the, on the Giants, though. Uh, moving on to the Padres. We got a pretty good lineup here. Trent Grisham, Manny Machado, um, Jake Cronenworth, Luke Voigt, Eric Hosmer, Will Myers, Austin Nola, Jerickson Profar, Hassan Kim. Obviously, Tadis is hurt. I think even without Tadis, this is going to be the team that makes the second wild card spot. When Tadis does come back, I mean, I just like this team. I like Machado, Grisham, and Cronenworth, and Voigt, and Hosmer, and Myers, and that's a good team. That's a that's a good baseball team. And the best part about them isn't even their offense; it's their pitching rotation. You Darvish, Joe Musgrove, Blake Snell, Sean Manaya, Mike Clevenger, and Chris Paddock. Holy mother! That is a pitching rotation if I haven't seen some. One of the best in the league. If, 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 if Snell can get back to form now that they have Manaya and Darvish and Musgrove do anything similar they did last year, they get Mike Clevenger back. I mean, they could run a six-man rotation throwing Chris Paddock in there. I don't even know what they're going to do now. They got six really good pitchers. I guess Clevenger won't necessarily be ready for the beginning of the year. I don't know. We'll have to see, guys. Um, I like that, though. Uh, so yeah, G- Giants, I, I, Giants MVP was going to be Brandon Belt, I was going to say, and bust Jock Peterson and Carlos Rodon as well. Uh, for the Padres, their MVP, I would say Jake Cronenworth. 
um, possibly Manny Machado. And uh, breakout candidate, Blake Snell. I think somehow Blake Snell can finally figure shit out. I'm praying that he finally does. And Sean Manaya as well. And possibly Clevenger. I think that whole rotation is, is destined for breakouts. And then Bust, we're just going to keep throwing his name out there, Eric Hosmer, because of how much money this dude makes. And he's <laughs> it's not even their best first baseman anymore. Barely good enough to be a DH anymore. He is definitely not the player he was with the Royals, so I'll say he's the Bust. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's a bold prediction to say the Padres will be a playoff team even without Tatis. I said they were going to be a playoff team last year with Tatis, and, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what Tatis and them boys can do, I honestly. I think the Padres will lock up that second wild card spot. If for some reason Tatis doesn't come back when he does, like I said, Cardinals are right there. So between the Brewers and Cardinals, I could see the Cardinals pushing that last spot again and then the the, the Padres missing out yet again. So it's really going to be a 50-50 ball. All those teams are good. Just like I said, the Blue Jays are the cusp team in the AL. With my bold predictions, I say that the Cardinals are that team for the NL, and it would be them that would jump the Padres in any circumstance. So the Rockies are a team we don't really need to talk much about because they don't have a lot going for them other than Brendan Rodgers and Chris Bryant and C.J. Crone. Ryan McMahon's not a horrible player, but Charlie Blackman's getting a little uh, long in the tooth. And uh, the rotation with Herman Marquez... Freeland, Gomber, Cool, Senzella. I mean, they definitely miss um, Gray, and they traded away Miel, Ramiel Tapia for Randall Grichuk. I don't know. It's just not a great team. Colome, eh. So uh, Padres win total. Their prediction was at uh, 88.5. I mean, that's I, – I, I, they're going to be second wild card team. That's about what they're going to need. So, And then uh, Rockies, if I was a betting man – under 68.5. I don't think this team's winning a lot. I think Chris Bryant's going to have a really good year at Coors Field, obviously hitting homers, but that rest of that team's pretty bad. So, yeah, that's rough, guys. That's rough. So, yeah, I. as far as the NL is concerned now, uh, so my playoff teams were the Dodgers, the Braves, the Brewers, the Phillies, and the Padres. And the cusp team would be the Cardinals. I could see the Cardinals beat, like I said, it really does depend on Tatis. It really does. Because they need him. <laughs> they need Tatis. If Tatis is out too long, there's no chance for the Padres. Their pitching rotation's great, but that's if everybody plays up to their best of their ability. And I... It's a lot to to kind of like rely on there. There's just so much going on there. Um but yeah, so that, that that pretty much wraps up the NL for me. Now another another segment I kind of want to throw in here now that we got that preview out of the way. There's some cool stuff I saw um that I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about a little bit here. So um we have uh these uh MLB best bets. So not just win totals where I was helping you guys with the over-under, but we got some best bets, and I'm, I'm going to help you guys cash in this year. So let me let me give you some best bets. So we're going to start with AL Cy Young because that's the first thing that popped up for me here. Um, AL Cy Young, the favorite is Garrett Cole, followed by Shane Bieber, Robbie Ray, and a couple of White Sox in Lucas Giolito and Dylan Cease. As a favorite... It's pretty easy to pick Garrett Cole, plus 425. 
Dylan Cease, like I said, he could be the sleeper for the White Sox rotation. I like him better than Giolito if you're going to bet on a White Sox. I would say I like Dylan Cease there. But I'll tell you who I really like. As far as for the for the odds, I really like Shane McClanahan for the Rays. He's at plus 1,600. He really looked good last year. I mean, saying he'll win the Cy Young is a long shot, but plus 1,600 is pretty good odds. Lance Lynn's right behind him at plus 17, but since he's missing the first month, that's going to be hard. I do think Jose Barrios will be the ace for the Blue Jays, but I don't think he's going to be a Cy Young. Same with Nathan Eovaldi at that same that same betting on. So honestly, the lowest I'd go on this list as far as underdogs, I wouldn't bet on anybody past Shane McClanahan if you're going to do it. And I do like McClanahan better than Gosman. And I like McClanahan better than Verlander and Chris Sale because Chris Sale is going to miss too much time. I like him better than Frankie Montes because Frankie Montes is going to get traded. And you never know. Lance McCullers is going to miss the beginning of the season. I think you're, for your money, your best bet there is Shane McClanahan as far as like uh, high risk, high reward. But then your your safest bet is obviously going to be one of those top guys. Garrett Cole, Shane Bieber, I, Robbie Ray. Could he repeat? I don't think so. I think that's less of a bet. I like Cease better than I like Robbie Ray. So for me personally, just to stay away from the really favorite guys, Dylan Cease and Shane McClanahan would be the guys I would personally put money on to win the Cy Young. Just just for the, for the, the high risk, high reward, because that's how I like it. With gambles, you don't want to pick the favorite because you're not going to win that much. So if you're going to gamble, you better gamble. You know what I'm saying? So I like that. I like Cease, and I like McClanahan. Okay? That's AL Cy Young. Best bet to lead MLB in home runs. Favorite is Vladimir Guerrero. That's a pretty safe bet. I like that bet, considering it's plus 700. I mean, it's it's Vladimir Guerrero. Perez and, and Alonzo are second there, but Perez ain't going to hit as many homers as he did last year. Pete Alonzo... He's a home run derby champion, but he doesn't – I don't know. I don't know. I, I like Guerrero. Um, I, I, it's hard to pick anybody but Guerrero to lead the league in home runs. But um, if I had to pick a sleeper, a big sleeper, guys, listen to this. I'm saying Chris Bryant at plus 2,200. I think Chris Bryant's going to slug some homers there at Coors, Coors Field. Another good one would be Framil Reyes. Because they don't have a lot going on for the Guardians. Framiel is going to be plus 1,800. That's not a bad bet. So I'm looking at Guerrero, but I'm also looking at Framiel. And I'm looking at uh, Chris Bryan as well. I would even go as far as to say down that list a little bit farther, you could see some home run champions down that list. I mean, you're looking at Tyler O'Neill, crazy power upside, and Kyle Schwarber at plus 2,800. So as far as the big sleepers, I like Schwarber at plus 2,800, and I like Tyler O'Neill at plus 2,500. As far as like a pretty big sleeper, Chris Bryan at plus 2,200, and I also like him at plus 2,200. And then Fran Mill at plus 1,800 as well. Just for the, for the money, guys. I'm talking the money, because if you want to bet favorites, Vladimir Guerrero is a pretty good bet. <laughs> Vladimir Guerrero is your best bet, because he, he hits dingers. But I'm saying if you're trying to make some money, uh, the ones I just mentioned are, are a little bit better uh, bang for your buck. Uh, best bet to lead MLB in wins. This is an interesting one. Uh, this could be really anybody most likely to be a Dodgers pitcher like Urias. The funniest part is Urias is at plus 2,200 and he just did it last year. How does that make any sense? I would put my money on Urias without even thinking twice. Plus 2,200 for the guy that just did it last year easily. And he's only getting better. 
Oh, man. The run support Urias is going to get, I mean, dang. They have Walker Bueller as the favorite, but, like, man. Garrett Cole and Zach Wheeler, I like both of them better than Walker Bueller. DeGrom's even on here, and he's not even going to play for the first month or two or three. Corbin Burns is on here. Honestly, for bang for your buck, I like Urias and Woodruff, both at plus 2,200. I would say those two guys um, are really good, really good guys to bet on for this. Really good. And Robbie Ray's down at plus 2,800. He just won the Cy Young last year. Maybe he'll win more games instead of actually having the Cy Young stats. So, I mean, that, that that's something to take into consideration as well. Um, best bets to lead MLB in strikeouts for pitchers. I mean, DeGrom would be my favorite. But he is obviously not going to play. So I do like Max Scherzer here, but I also like Garrett Cole. The favorites are definitely cooking here. Cole, Scherzer, and Wheeler all have the potential to win it, to to get that award. But um, as far as guys that have lights out stuff that could kind of like find their way into the mix, I'm not really seeing too many guys down the list. I think if you're trying to get bang for your buck, a really cool bet to make would be you, Darvish. Plus 3,300 on you, Darvish. If you, Darvish, stays healthy and they do do a five-man rotation um, in San Diego so that he gets more starts than if they do a six-man, which will really hurt all those pitchers in fantasy value, I think that uh, he does have that lights-out stuff, you, Darvish, to possibly lead the league in strikeouts. So I, I would say you, Darvish, is a good bet there. Lead MLB in RBIs, they do say Guerrero's number one. I, I could agree with that. I see it. But then the second best would be Devers, Trout, and Abreu. And then also Matt Olson, Juan Soto, and uh, Jordan Alvarez. But I like Jordan Alvarez for plus 1,300. I do. I also like... Um, hmm. Who else do I like? I like Bryce Harper at 2,200. Actually, I like Bryce Harper at 2,200 a lot. I'll go as far as to say that's a really good bet to make. Plus 2,200 on Harper for RBI lead. I mean, playing in that lineup, he's going to have guys on base for him now. So I think Harper's going to – RBI totals are going to go way up. So I, I do like – I do like Guerrero, but I, I like Alvarez at 1,300 better than I like Guerrero. And I like Harper at plus 2,200 better than I like Alvarez. But then an even crazier bet that you could make if you really want to pick a sleeper would be either Ozzy Albies from the Braves at plus 4,000 or Nick Castellanos for the Phillies, plus 4,000. Both of those offenses are going to store a lot of runs. Ozzy Albies could hit cleanup for the Braves, and Castellanos could hit cleanup for the Phillies. So for both of those guys to be plus 4,000, those are the bets that I would cash on in uh, RBIs. What do you guys think? Obviously, you can give some feedback, but I, I like that. Um, Best bet to lead MLB and runs scored. I do like Bo Bichette here. I also like Juan Soto just because of how much he gets on base. He will come around. Acuna is going to miss a little bit of the season. I don't know if it will have an impact on the stat of runs because he will probably be their leadoff hitter. A Tatis I definitely wouldn't pick. Trey Turner, now that he's a Dodger, I think Trey Turner even has a better chance at leading the league in runs. Um, I like Mike Trout if he's hitting first or second in the Angels order too. I mean... If Rendon plays good and Otani bats him in a lot, I, I don't know. We'll see. I like Tim Anderson here, though. Plus 2,800. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would take Tim Anderson at plus 2,800 in a heartbeat. And I would also I would also take Whit Merrifield at plus 3,500, too, because that guy can steal bags. So he gets on base, and Whit Merrifield is going to make some do some damage, I think. So... All right, let's keep going here. We got two more for you. 
Lead on Mobile and Hits. Huh. All right. Tim Anderson, Bo Bichette. I like both of them. Trey Turner. I like all three of them, actually. The favorites are cooking right there. Um, let's go a little bit farther down the list. I like Wander Franco, plus 1,600. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Um, I'm not really seeing anybody too far down there that I like any better. Um, maybe Luis Robert, if he stays healthy at plus 3,300. I kind of like that. So keep an eye out there. Um, best bets to lead MLB in stolen bases. Hmm. This is the last category, guys. Um, hmm. Some interesting players on here. Marte and Mondesi have the shortest odds, and then Whit Merrifield. Trey Turner's. Hmm. Yeah, honestly, guys, I'm not really sure what to tell you there. I, I kind of like Byron Buxton at plus 2,800, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I would bet Buxton on that. Just because of the odds. I mean, the, 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 the potential for cashing out there is insane. So I would say Byron Buxton's a good price, good asking price for you. So, yeah, guys, I mean, we covered every single MLB team. AL, we covered NL. I told you who's making the playoffs this year. And uh, we also got some best bets in. So I don't know if any of that was of interest to you, if you wanted to cash out any of those options. I, I, if I was a betting man, which I kind of am. I'd say those are some pretty good odds for some of them guys on some of them stat categories. So go ahead and... Place your bets before the season starts, guys, because the odds are subject to change as the season goes on. But, um, yeah, things are looking up for the baseball world. Um, now that they got the CBA out of the way, Universal DH, they still have the Ghost Runner and Extra Innings. A lot to look forward to. So um, welcome to the Major League Baseball season that starts on Thursday and Friday. And uh, I hope all of you guys' uh, teams do good this year. Um, not better than the Phillies, but... Uh, Wish you all the best of luck, and anybody who's playing fantasy baseball this year, I wish you the best of luck. I just felt like it was only right to get this episode put out before the season started, at least the preview for the season, and then eh, I, I think uh, as the season goes on, I, I can definitely help you guys out with some some fantasy expertise and uh, possibly some um, reactions to some crazy stuff that's been going on in the baseball world. There'll be more to talk about when there's actually games going on. So right now it's just a preview. It's all hypothetical. Had to make some bold predictions and uh, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, We're going to hope to have a guest on next episode, whether it be um, my usual partner in crime or if it is going to be a new guest um, we're definitely going to try to get somebody on the show, have some debates, um, just some good sports talk, and, and uh, we'll see where we go from there. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in, and uh, best of luck for this uh, Major League Baseball season. Prayers up for the Phillies, and uh, let's see how it goes. Um, we'll see you next time on The Double Move.